You're listening to the British Baseball Podcast. Baseball fans, Matthew here again with your bonus content of this month in British baseball history, and we are on to April. As always, if you've heard some of these and you think there's something that might need adding, let me know. I can always put it in there into the next segment. Or if you think that something has been misrepresented or misreported, again, let me know. Show me where you found this, and I can go back to the sources where I found this material and um, highlight it to them and see if we can get some amendments made. And also, if you've got anything you want for future episodes, just give me a shout on the usual channels. It is BritishBaseballPodcast at gmail.com or hit me up on the social media, medials, the social medias at BritBaseballPod. So a nicer, quick starter for you before the the main course, which is your your standard issue Monday episode. Uh, Let's get into this one. So starting off with a little quote, we're going back to, as we normally do, the 1890s, and we're going to Scotland. Uh, quote, a baseball club has been formed in Edinburgh University by the American students of the university. That's been reported in the Birmingham Post of April 11th, 1890. It appears the instigators were students H.A. Sheffield and T.B. Moore. See Edinburgh Evening News, March 18th, 1890. April the 7th, 1890. By 1891, the strong team representing Edinburgh University was visiting Derby to play the baseball club where on Derby baseball ground. See the Manchester Courier, August 17th, 1891. This Derby team was sponsored by local manufacturer Sir Francis Lay and was formed from the football team of Derby County. In June of 1890, during the international exhibition held in Edinburgh, they featured baseball. The Dundee Advertiser on July the 19th, 1890, also had a big advert saying, today, Saturday, um, the great attractions including American baseball. While the ad doesn't seem to specify who's playing, it's natural to assume that the Edinburgh University team was involved. And that comes from the, the Birmingham Post on April 11th in 1890 and also the Edinburgh Evening News from March 18th, 1890. So in April uh, 1980, the Birmingham Daily Post announced the arrival of a missionary for baseball. The name of this missionary was William J. Barr. And he was reported to be offering individuals, get ready for this one, one pound a week to learn and play the game which was a weekly sum approximating £100 in 2010 money. That's after adjusting for inflation. Barr sent reports of his progress in England to sporting life. And the piece and the piecing together of these allows his path to be traced from an initial spell of coaching in a preparatory, I should have practiced this one before I tried it, preparatory schools in southern England, I'm sure somebody will correct me on them, um, that's in southern England, to the supervision of baseball in schools and amateur clubs in the Birmingham area, before he finally focused his attention on playing for and managing the Aston Villa pro baseball team. This is an extract from What About the Villa, which can be found for free 
on Project Cobb, and I will leave a link in the show notes. 1893, again, April, according to the South Wales Echo of that time period, the Cardiff Central were formed and claimed to organise the first game of American baseball played in South Wales. Uh, they were based in Grangetown. So uh, this one comes from an entry in 1961. Thomas Henry Connolly was born on the 13th of December in 1870 in Manchester, England. And unfortunately, he passed away on April the 28th, 1961, which is where this entry comes in. And I was in, in Natick in Massachusetts. He was elected into the Hall of Fame in 1953. Tom Connolly umpired in the majors for 34 seasons, only two fewer than Bill Clem's record of 36 years. Starting with National League in 1898, he switched to American in 1901 when Ban Johnson, acting on Connie Mack's recommendation, hired him. Connolly remained active in the American League until June 1931, when he became the league's umpire supervisor. Described as a quiet, unobtrusive operative, he was considered to be a tough disciplinarian. Nevertheless, he ejected probably fewer players per season than any other umpire. 2012, the Leicestershire Blue Sox celebrated a grand opening in style on Sunday the 22nd of April at Western Park when the club brought youth baseball and a proper baseball diamond to Leicester. The day began with the newest and youngest members of the Blue Sox playing an exciting exhibition game in front of parents, coaches, and local baseball fans. A ribbon-cutting ceremony followed the youth game, celebrating a new baseball backstop fence erected at Western Park. This featured Danny Walker, the club founder, Mark Meredith, and recent inductees to the Blue Sox Hall of Fame, alongside junior team captains Phil Green and Jack Lee. The day ended with the Blue Sox adult team um, piling up a comprehensive 26-9 victory over the newcomers Stourbridge Titans in the BBF AA Midlands division. In doing so, Leicester took an early lead at the top of the division with a 2-0 record. 16th of April 1967, uh, England faced USA at, Prest at Preston Park Cricket Ground in Brighton with the proceeds going towards charity in the local area. And coming back, sorry for the yo-yoing, uh, 2018, Great Britain All-Star All -Star Series opens at Farnham Park, the inaugural Great Britain All-Star Series. One of the most important and highly anticipated events in the BBF calendar will be launched on the weekend of the 19th to the 20th of April at Farnham Park, the new home of British baseball. The four weekend series will see GB Lions, GB Juniors, Northern All-Stars and Southern All-Star teams uh, full of some of the top talent of British baseball fighting out for bragging rights. Other GB All-Star series dates were the 3rd to the 4th of May, the 25th of May and the 5th and 6th of July. The GB All-Star series, the first competition of its kind, had been designed to bring regular top flight baseball to Farnham Park as well as help prepare the national teams for international competition and to raise much needed funds for Team GB. And that 
comes to a close of the April history lesson. Uh, again, thank you so much for tuning into these little segments. I really love doing these. There's so much fun to research and put out little posts from there from all the little bits of information that I find. So if you have anything that you've got and you want to share it, um, please send it on. And if you're okay with letting me uh, share this information with Project COP, so which they can archive um, in their archives, then uh, please just let me know what if, if it's okay to do so too. Because Project COP is a fantastic resource um, for British baseball history. And the more that they can fill their archives, the, the better legacy it will leave for us. So again, thank you very much. Um, hope you've enjoyed this little segment. And um, next up, you'll probably hear some interview uh, with somebody really cool. And let me know what you think. Take it easy. Tara. Just a little additional piece of history to add on to the end of this uh, episode. The first home run hit in Manchester by the GB under-18s manager Jonathan Rodriguez took place on Sunday the 25th of April at Withenshaw Park and it was a joy to behold. And uh, yeah, so that'd be worth adding on there too. Take care now. ta -ra.